Welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Champoli, APPA's News Director. Our guest in this episode is Jared Price, Chief Information Officer at American Municipal Power, which is a joint action agency based in Columbus, Ohio. Jared is here to discuss Cybersecurity Awareness Month, which is taking place in October, as well as other issues related to cybersecurity. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Jared, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Paul. Good to be here. Just to get things started, I want to know if you could detail your specific role at, at American Municipal Power. Sure. Um, I am the Vice President of IT and CIO. Um, so in my role, I oversee, I would oversee IT security and infrastructure operations, our help desk, our SCADA and real-time systems group, as well as our business applications. And this would include our member-facing advanced metering infrastructure program, and then also we have a cybersecurity program that's okay. member-facing. And how long have you been at AMP? Been at AMP for 12 years. So just kind of diving into to the, the topic at hand, could you provide an overview and history of Cybersecurity Awareness Month? Sure, absolutely. Well, it, Cybersecurity Awareness Month started in 2004 when the president and Congress declared the month of October as Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Uh, which was a dedicated month for public and private sectors to work together to raise awareness about the importance of cybersecurity. As you mentioned earlier, uh, we are now at the 20th anniversary of Cybersecurity Awareness Month, and it's really grown over several years into much more of a collaborative effort between government and industry to enhance cybersecurity awareness, encourage actions by the public to reduce risk, and talk about uh, discussions around cyber threats. So it's really the month that we can use to really put an emphasis on cybersecurity. There's several organizations now that are involved in promoting it. Uh, several vendors, technology vendors, especially security vendors, uh, make a big deal out of Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Organizations such as NIST, CISA, CIS, and many others, CISA being a, a part of the creation of it as well. And this year's top four actions of Cybersecurity Awareness Month are using strong passwords, turning on multi-factor authentication, recognizing and reporting phishing, and ensuring software is up to date. And typically the way that, that it works is every week there's kind of a different emphasis on one of those four topics, kind of rolling into really overall, you know, best practices, cyber hygiene. That's kind of a nice segue into my next question, which is, you know, from your vantage point and your position at American Municipal Power, how, how do you see utilities being able to leverage Cybersecurity Awareness Month in terms of engaging with customers on cybersecurity issues? Yeah, that's a great question, Paul. You know, and I, I think what's nice about, you know, public power, we have, a, we typically have a much closer relationship with our customers. Mm -hmm. and, and that gives us the ability to really champion some of these things. I think the first thing I would suggest, and maybe this doesn't directly answer your question, but is a lot of people get in a day to go, okay, I got to create all this material for Cybersecurity Awareness Month. You know, I don't have the time to do it. First thing I'd say is you're probably overthinking it. There's a lot of materials and resources that are available through uh, the Cybersecurity Awareness Month through CISA and the National Cybersecurity Alliance. They partner and they create these resources, and they basically have a whole template you can follow. They have yeah pre-created resources like emails and things you can send out, uh, pamphlets, et cetera, to sort of put the emphasis on various themes. I think it's 
somewhat interesting that the first week of Cybersecurity Awareness Month is also Public Power Week. And and mm. as you know, and many of us know, that's a, a huge deal for our industry. And many utilities are already engaging with their customers during that week. So I think that could present an opportunity during those engagements to also start the messaging around cybersecurity. Outside of that, I would just look for really organic opportunities, not creating anything necessarily new, but if you have, you know, inserting something in in bill mailers or for customers that are online pay, you know, putting uh, something onto their online pay portal, messaging around practicing good cyber hygiene. It's like, you know, when if you're if the analogy I like to use is if you're training a pet, you know, and the pet does something bad, it's it's always better if you can catch them like during that opportunity to train versus try and explain it later. So if you can get to people, you know, when they're logging in to pay a bill, you know, and, and say, hey, by the way, here's some real world examples of how scammers try to get you and and best practices. I think it's a better training and education opportunity to engage with those customers. So it's 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 obviously clear to to public power utilities that you know cybersecurity is, is an ongoing you know uh, 365 uh, days in the year type of challenge. So what everything that you you listed, which is great information, is obviously something that utilities could could other than you know the public power we can highlight using using that as kind of a jumping off point. But everything else you mentioned is something that could be applied year round, right? Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. could. And, you know, I'm I'm a little selfishly think that we should always be championing cybersecurity. That's part of my role. Right. Um, and, and you constantly have to keep it front and center and the focus on it. Otherwise, we sort of get busy and then we start to forget, you know, that these mm-hmm. things are happening. Right. And, and I just wanted to next touch upon American Municipal Power specifically and talk about the tools that you guys um, provide to members related to cybersecurity. Could you elaborate on that? Absolutely. So AMPS developed, a, we call it our Cyber 360 program, and it really focuses around three areas, and those three areas are assess, mitigate, monitor, and manage. And, um, you know, the first piece of that we rolled out, which was our assessment. So we provide cyber assessment services to our members, and as part of that assessment, we'll, we'll look at internal and external vulnerabilities. Fire, we'll, re, we'll review firewall configurations. We'll do uh, cybersecurity policies and procedures reviews. And we will also uh, review and benchmark them against two different frameworks, the CIS controls framework and the uh, C2M2 framework. Uh, we do phishing exercises. We do an incident response exercises, and we kind of roll that and wrap that all up in a, sort of a final executive um, and report for them and their councils, et cetera. We also offer that service actually through uh, Hometown Connections, uh, who can offer that service to all public power uh, utilities nationally. But uh, that's kind of the first leg of that that program. And then the second leg is mitigate, and we're we're able to um, assist our members, whether it's mitigating cybersecurity items or things that are found in that assessment primarily. We've helped some of our members with um, cyber engineering efforts and more, uh, I guess, putting better engineering practices or or cyber engineering practices around designing their networks, et cetera. And then the final, um, and then in coordination with that, we've also developed the one-day workshop that we can give. We can also offer that through Hometown Connections as well, and we have done that for other uh, public power agencies. But as part of that workshop, we touch on, you know, ransomware, threat landscape, cyber insurance, all these really 
big topics that I think a lot of utilities are interested, OT versus IT, um, cyber awareness, how do you build vulnerability management? And we try to focus that not just on technology staff, but really on all the staff in the utility. Yeah. So general managers, billing, you know, because everybody has a role in cybersecurity. You may not think it's your job because you don't work in IT, you don't work in the cybersecurity department, but everybody really has a role in taking ownership over, I guess, their portion of, you know, how it relates. Because all it takes is, and you you know probably better than anybody, that all it takes is one person, mm-hmm. you know, to, to lower the drawbridge, as I would say, of the castle and let the bad guys in. doesn't matter how much cybersecurity technology we put in place to stop it. The people are are really our best defense, and we have to make sure that they're well fortified. The last piece that we're currently working on of that program is an ongoing continuous monitoring solution that would monitor for threats and, and vulnerabilities as well. One more thing I'll just mention that, uh, as you know, there's a lot of DOE funding going out uh, as part of the infrastructure bill. One of those is uh, ARMUC, the ARMUC program and and rural municipal utility cybersecurity. And AMP has been helping our members in assisting them in applying for that funding and and obtaining that funding for the phase one awards and and for their cyber initiatives as well. Because a lot of the challenge with our members, and, and many of them are smaller utilities, is really the, the resources, the time and the resources and the money to, to get things done. And that's really a lot of the what we can assist with. Yeah, you read my mind in terms of my follow-up question, which is one of the obvious advantages of a joint action agency for, you know, and, and AMP is obviously the example that we're using is for smaller member uh, public power utilities, you guys are a great resource. Yeah, we like to think so. I think we can definitely assist and we try to assist because at the end of the day, you know, all of our members have, it doesn't matter what size utility you are, everyone still has a need for, you know, an appropriate level of cybersecurity. And unfortunately, budgets don't always match up, right? But it doesn't mean that there's still not the same level of threat out there. And uh, that's really the challenge that we're all trying to solve here. I did have one, I guess it's not really a follow-up question, but kind of one a question that cropped up and kind of at the tail end of our conversation is, what do you, I mean, I want to tap your your knowledge in terms of your position at American Municipal Power. I mean, what do you see as kind of the, I guess, top of mind um, cybersecurity threats out there these days? Yeah, I mean, and I've been privileged to be part of the DOE's OT Defender Fellowship as well, which I don't know if you're familiar with that. With they run that every year, and and as part of that, it's been interesting, been exposed to a lot of what the um, federal government and all of our security agencies also get to look at as well. But you know, there's a huge, there's a huge wave of of cybercrime going on. And that's probably one of the, that's there's kind of I put it in two areas, right? One is cybercrime, so ransomware. You know, we've seen we saw Dallas. Um, the ransomware attack on on the city of Dallas and mm-hmm. how impactful that was, and that's not an uncommon thing. It was very large, but these things happen all the time. So there's a it's a very sophisticated network that that is is part of this sort of ransomware enterprise, and it's not going to go away anytime soon. And that's one of the biggest threats I think I see mm-hmm. ongoing is because of the amount of money that's behind that. That's going to constantly be a challenge, and they're always going to find ways, you know, to, to try and get in. And we all have to always be on our, you know, on our defense there. The other piece is this 
whole other side of that related to critical infrastructure and disruption of operations. And we're seeing a lot of that on the uh, manufacturing side. Manufacturing has been hit really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, you've seen uh, also in casinos with the MGM hack, mm-hmm. uh, Johnson Controls very recently. You know, the, these vendors are going after these companies, but there's a there's a darker side to that, which is they're, they're creating these uh, cyber weapons that can take down power plants and God forbid, mm-hmm. you know, cause some kind of harm or human harm or safety event and that's the other side of this and that's really the the scariest part of it it's Mm. like the one one side of it's money it's bad enough but the other side of this is you know the threat actors and and many of them space state sponsored Mm -hmm. um are the ones that are are creating these weapons these cyber weapons Mm -hmm. that can very disrupt and damage infrastructure and that's where this whole cyber kind of wrapping it the cybersecurity Mm -hmm. awareness kind of comes together because it's public-private partnership, right? And we really need to emphasize that, you know, this isn't something that private industry that we can do on our own. There really needs to be a government-private, you know, public partnership, and we we need to coordinate efforts. And and it's good to see there's a lot going on there, especially with the funding and the initiatives that are going on at the federal level. But, you know, it's just something we're going to have to keep working towards on both sides of that. Right. And information sharing is obviously key overall. Absolutely. Absolutely. And things that APPA is doing there as well, you know, so. Well, Jared, thanks so much for taking the time. Love to have you back uh, perhaps next year around the same time um, where we can revisit some of the things we talked about today or other topics. So thanks again for taking the time. No problem. And thank you for having me. Sure thing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Public Power Now, which is produced by Julio Guerrero, graphic and digital designer at APPA. I'm Paul Champoli, and we'll be back next week with more from the world of public power. <laughs>